Good morning, good morning, good day, wherever you are in the world. Uh, welcome to the Sage and Guide podcast. I'm your host, Raju Mantian. Here at the Sage and Guide podcast, we have presentations and conversations to help you unleash authenticity and influence excellence onto others. Uh, this gentleman has has attained, has attained some kind of enlightenment. I don't know exactly what it is, but, you know, hearing him, seeing him, being around him kind of leaves a glow on you. And uh, today we are here to talk about how leaders can think about things possible, how they can think about things that they can act upon, and how uh, impermanence and resilience are the way of things as of now. And my guest today is Robert Pardi from Italy, formerly from America, but today from Italy. Robert, welcome to the Sage and Guide podcast. And if you wanted to add anything to this little speed of mine, please be my guest. No, Raju, first, thank you very much. And um, I couldn't add anything else. Uh, what, what you said was exactly who I am, where I am. And I very much appreciate the comment about leaving a glow because I think that's what this is all about. In our individual life or as a leader, it is to leave that positive signature. It is to leave that glow because we, all of us, even the people listening, we're all content creators. The example of how we live is what we leave other generations to build upon. Right. And that's, that's why I, I love being parts of these types of shows. And thank you very much. So, uh, well, since you accept the fact that you leave a glow, may I ask you, uh, when and how did you realize that you're leaving a glow? And how did you make that a passion of your own? That means, how do you... How did you go out and say, this is what I intend to do from now on? Well, th thanks for asking the question. And I actually am never sure if I'm leaving a glow. But okay. when someone acknowledges it, 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 it means a lot to me. I yeah. think the thing about a glow, and, and I'll, I'll circle around to your question, but if you think about we are all individual we are all unique and we we want to embrace that but yet society in a way creates a situation in which we tend to sort of conform but if we have this light within us and we shine it that's our glow and the people that need sunglasses are not the right people for the type of glow we shine so it's not shining a light on everyone but it's Grabbing your story and hopefully offering your story for someone else to realize that things are possible. And so if I thought about when I started realizing, let's say, I leave a glow or when I realized how important it is to be open, it was actually during my wife's journey with breast cancer because she was a patient, she was a doctor, she was an amazing person. <laughs> and I was always with her, mm. not necessarily because mm. I needed to be her caregiver. It was more, I didn't want to miss my life with her. Mm. I 
wanted to support her to achieve her dreams. I was not a life coach like I am now. I was an investment banker. It was a completely different world. But our community started to become other people that were, were battling cancer. And I was always at her appointments. And what I realized is there were a lot of women <clears throat> in these appointments that didn't have anybody. And they'd come to these appointments alone and they would leave alone. And I realized that if I, instead of being crushed by my, my fears and my worries about my wife, if I opened myself up to empathy because I understood what was happening, I could help them. And I actually became something which the, the doctor's office called a, a chemo companion. There was no set rule, but you know we were seven blocks away from the doctor's office. And so I would have conversations with, with these women, even when my wife was not having treatment, I would go and spend some time with women I knew were alone. And I realized that being authentic mm. and sharing and listening was the glow we're supposed to leave, right. at least for me. And that carried over into my business life because I realized in, in leadership, so much of it is listening. Mm. So much of it is acknowledging the person and their strengths and where there's, there's room for oppor opportunity for growth or possibilities for growth. But it's not that we're there to tell people what to do. We're there to listen and help them achieve what's unique for them. Mm. And so that's all part of that glow and how that came up. And after my wife passed away, mm. And I was in the, I went back to Dubai. I was living in Abu Dhabi and Dubai for many years as well. And when I went back, I realized that I was not connecting the way I wanted to. I wasn't making the impact I wanted to. What I wanted to do was I wanted to show people what's possible for their life, not just for working. And so it, it expanded in, in a really great way where I started working with a lot of people that were in a life transition. Mm. And the same thing, me living in Italy. Now I'm a New Yorker investment banker. I picked up one day. Everyone's like, oh, you're an investment banker. You were an investment banker. So you had money to move to Italy. No, I was teaching English for $8 an hour because my wife had an 11 year journey with breast cancer. There was no money left <laughs> after that 11 years, you know, journey. So, yeah. but it was about, broadening my perspective, seeing past fear, and asking myself, what if I could live the dreams I want to live? What if I could pull it off? And that's what brought me to Italy. Hey, Robert. So I, I want to bring something to this conversation. I don't know you spoke about a few things like uh, people, you can't put a glow on people who wear shades. Let's not go there. That's people who are kind of putting on a mask. But uh, during the midst of the pandemic, the two or three years, I lost my sister to cancer too. She oh, was so 79, but she just surrendered to cancer. She said, I'm not fighting back. I said, this is it, you know? And I, I was by her side in the midst of pandemic, even though I couldn't fly from one country to another. I flew and I stayed by her side for a whole month until her last day. <clears throat> and uh, during the pandemic and with the period that I spent with my sister, the conversation that I was ha having with people, even from closed doors, 
was that people suddenly were looking for a new meaning in their life. Everything that they were chasing prior to the pandemic, you know, money, fame, recognition, power, whatever they thought important, suddenly in the midst of COVID pandemic, everything seemed unimportant. And my sister went during that period. As I walked away from that, and today as I look back on that period, to me, I really am looking for a new horizon. As in like, yeah, I'm there on, on the verge of seeing something, but that clarity is not coming through. I'm like, maybe it has come to you, no? So uh, 11 years with Desiree, that's your wine, right? So that yes. probably made you cross over onto a different side. Is my assessment like on the door? 100%. I'd have to say my, my journey... My journey is a little interesting because I, I grew yeah. up with, with a, an abusive alcoholic father, yeah. which taught me a lot about resilience and uncertainty. So yeah. I had those skills to support my wife and yeah. open myself up to yeah. possibilities. You know, part of, I think, what the pandemic did is all of a sudden it pulled the curtain away from things being certain that there really is no certainty and right. life is short and so forth. So yeah. the journey with, with Desiree, what it taught me was to focus on the necessary and yeah. get rid of the unnecessary because there is a lot of unnecessary. And I talk about this all the time. If you think of a sculptor, mm. a sculptor has to chip away what is not needed yeah. to create a beautiful work of art which is what we're doing with our life our life should be a work of art yeah um so to get rid of the uh unnecessary it helped me realize what the present moment actually is and to not chase these big instagram type moments it's the little ordinary moments in fact there is no ordinary moment once you start to focus on all the little things in your life, you'll live an ex extraordinary life. Um, it also taught me that impermanence is nothing stays the same. Mm -hmm. And once we surrender to that, like, like you talked about, you use the word surrender, and surrender is so big. But once we surrender to everything changes, and we allow ourselves to be open, or in other words, be vulnerable, to feel all of life, yeah, that's when we can live it to its utmost. Right. So that whole journey with Desiree taught me that. And the reason I wrote the book about Desiree during the pandemic was because what I realized is what we lived was what everyone else was feeling. Mm -hmm. Uncertainty. Where do I go from here? Is this yeah. what I want to live? People were aimless. I think now there's a lot of people that are restless or there are people that are resentful because they've gone back to the life that they were yeah. questioning yeah. and they didn't change it. And they're like, this is not what I want. And so yeah. there, there's an equation that once your discomfort of where you are becomes yeah. greater than your fear of where you want to go, that's when you'll make a change. Right, and right, so you right. have to sit in that discomfort. And that's the same for individuals, businesses. You know, if you think of um, everything, everything, everything you know, Polaroid or, or Kodak should have created Instagram. 
BlackBerry should have had a smartphone. But they didn't embrace the discomfort. They tried to ignore it. Yeah. Once you embrace that discomfort and say, hmm, is this where I want to stay? No. You'll change. You'll take that action. Right, 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 right. So to bear it, to bear the discomfort, to bear the silence, to bear the lack of action in the present moment and realize that even if there's nothing happening in my favor or just something that pleases me, there's still something going to happen. That kind of trust and faith in uh, life yeah. itself, I would suppose. No? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hey, Robert, uh, nice words over there. Uh, impermanence, authenticity, resilience. Uh, my question is for that person who wears shades or a mask, is unable to see the light or the glow, sometimes by choice, sometimes by lack of consciousness. Forgive me for the people who probably don't see it. No? How, what kind of tips would you give someone, whether whichever you want to go first with, whether it's uh, to recognize impermanence or to unleash personal authenticity? And of course, re resilience would be the outcome of any of these. What, what do you want to, what do you think takes precedence? Recognition of impermanence or efforts to bring out your true self? Wow, that, that is an, an amazing question. That really is an I amazing need, question. I need the answer. I need the answer. <laughs> yeah. So uh, let, let, let me just back up because the, those shades, right? Yeah. A lot of times those shades are in place because people don't want change. There's, there's a belief that they're controlling everything. So they're staying focused. They don't want to see everything else because the way their life is, is the way they want it to be. So they don't want to see or hear anything to the contrary. Right. And what happens along the way is impermanence occurs. Yeah, hits them in the face. Yeah. It's, it's that earthquake that everyone will at one point in time have in their life. And it doesn't necessarily mean the loss of a loved one. It, it's any real type of life change, uh, which creates loss. And I always say that loss is the lack of self because you don't know who you are anymore because your identity was tied to whatever is lost oh, and security. Yeah, yeah. yeah because yeah. the world is no longer safe because of this yeah. loss. Yeah. And so while impermanence is extremely important to understand that everything changes. Yes. In, in, my opinion, in my opinion, the skill to deal with that is resilience. And the funny thing is, we're all resilient. Hmm. The human race would not be here if we weren't resilient. And we've all had our back against the wall. Hmm. And we say, I can't take one more thing. And then we do. That's resilience. We have to learn yeah. how to actually turn it on at will. We have to access it when we need it, not when we're in despair. And that takes a lot of practice, hmm. but resilience to me is the foundation. And one of the things I say all the time is resilience, in my opinion, is found at the intersection of three circles. So you have purpose, perspective, and personal power. Without purpose, and purpose is not going to save the whales or the dolphins or be a Greta Thunberg or anything like that. Purpose is what you're defining your life as. And what I say to people is it could be as simple as cooking a meal for someone 
or it could just be personal growth. Mm. But purpose is when your perspective, when your passion comes in alignment with your values and you want to give the results away. You're not I, looking I, to hold I, on to I it. wrote that down on your LinkedIn page. And, 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 and it's so important. That is so important because yeah. we have made purpose something that people don't think they can create. It has to be yeah. very big. No, it's, it's, yeah. it's actually individual. But once you build resilience and building resilience, part of it is stepping into the unknown. And you don't, you can jump all, all in. Uh, right. I'm the type of person that jumps all in, mm. but it is sitting there and saying, okay, I'm going to attempt to do something. I'm not tied to the outcome. What I'm doing is I'm trying to get myself used to taking small steps. Brilliant. You know, there's a, a, a psychological, um, psychological theory about, let's say somebody that's afraid of spiders. You slowly deal with that by showing them a picture of a spider telling them a story about a spider. Then maybe there's a spider on a, you know, a screen and then they're in a, it's in a cage and slowly right. that's how we build resilience, but it's already there. So one of the things I would tell your guests is think about times when you thought you could not take one more thing yeah. and you did because you're still yeah. here. What did you do? Because those are your skills. Yeah. Yeah. One time, let me squeeze in a tiny story. And sure. uh, about five years ago, I was sitting next to a woman in a conference, an HR conference or leadership, something like that. She happened to come and sit next to me. And then she said, you know, uh, she turned to me and said, you know, I've been missing this for the longest time. Uh, whatever was going on on stage, you know, leadership, HR, etc. And I said, uh, how's that? And she goes, uh, my husband. He had some kind of an ailment for the last 25, 30 years, and I stayed by his side. And I haven't been able to achieve this and this and that. And I said, well, uh, it just came out of me. Robert had never heard the statement before, just like what you said. I said, perhaps that was your life's purpose. And I go, and after I said that, I took, took a pause. I said, why did I say that to her? And to me, it still is true because you're right. I mean, even your statements uh, on other platforms is that your purpose doesn't have to be giant size. It doesn't have to be the size of uh, Mandela or Mahatma. It, it could be just saving a dog on the street and saving dogs on the street if it's going to be a long-term purpose. So uh, that, that's brilliant. And I, I think uh, if you and I as leaders or leaders across the world learn to kind of come to terms with that, that my purpose doesn't have to be humongously big, then they'll be happy at where they are. That is so important. And, and especially with, within organizations as well, one of the things I, I've noticed is so often there's a big why yeah. that's communicated. Mm. But if we don't know the why of ourselves and we don't know how that why connects to the bigger why, yeah. it, it doesn't necessarily work. So one of the things, and when we talk about, you know, when we use the word leader or leadership, and you said this earlier before we even got on the call, we're all leaders. We're leaders right. of our own lives and we're all yeah. examples for everybody else. A leader is not a boss. A leader is not a manager. A leader is... Let's say a role model, 
it's someone that is exhibiting things. And then it's somebody that's also bringing out the best in other people and getting them to understand their uniqueness and value that uniqueness. So it is very important to have those conversations of why. Yeah. So the people around you, their why can attach to a bigger why if you're in some sort of community or organization. But I, I talk about this all the time. Your why might be to smile to people as you're in the street or hold, you know, help somebody across the street. Whatever the case is, it is because you're giving of yourself and it's attached to your values. Mm-hmm. And that that's why, you know, uh, Oprah Winfrey and all these other people, it's, it's wonderful about what they talk about. Yeah. But that doesn't mean it's not achievable for us mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. Robert, so... Uh, uh, values right alignment tied in with passion and then you say your purpose is give away the results am i right and uh leaders or individuals who kind of have that sense of enlightenment that glow and they want to give away what, what kind of tips would you give them in giving away genuinely giving away uh without without any call for retribution, you know, not call for uh, getting acknowledged for it or appreciated for it. How do they give it away? What about them can they do so that it's gone, given forever? Oh, wonderful. Um, I'm absolutely loving your question. So <laughs> now here, here is something that's very interesting because when, when I say give away, it's not that you're holding on to the results for recognition or to get a gold star or something mm. like that. You're yeah. giving the results away because you're sharing yourself with somebody else to actually help them grow, help them evolve. Mm. So when I when I talk about giving away, and it, it could be material items as well, but it's more that you're giving your energy, your time, your passions are helping develop somebody else. Yeah. And so is there there's there's always going to be of course a return because we're just we're we're human beings it makes us feel good to give something to somebody it right, it just right. is what it is right it's not right, selfless right. Uh, yeah. but nice what nice. i what i what i tell people when when we talk about these things and we talk about giving the results away i talk about the stone in a pond if you hold that stone there will never be a ripple. But if you throw that stone in the pond and it's positive, it's something good and it ripples to other people. Yeah. That's the giving away because you've given some, somebody something from inside you, your core essence is the way you think it's your mindset. That's real diversity in life. It truly is. And so the value of giving away is to think about, do I want other people to feel, see, think, be, grow as I have or as through I these see, experiences? As I see things grow and feel. Yes. That stone that you're holding in the water and that stone that can be thrown away could be a diamond. It yeah. doesn't have to be a piece of rock. It could be a piece of expensive rock, and that would be beautiful, no? Yeah. Robert, I wish I'd uh, 
uh, allotted a lot more time to this conversation. I mean, this is, I'm just getting started and I want to pick <laughs> and uh, kind of, uh, you know, explore it so much more. But uh, tell me now, let's, I hope this is useful to the leaders who are listening in. Tell me now, like, what's going on? Like, how are you throwing away the stones from your life, the diamonds from your life? What's happening in your life, which people can kind of drop in on and pick up things from? Oh, w- w- wonderful. So the, basically the, the way, let's say, I'm, I'm giving is that the more I learn during my life's journey, yeah, the more open I'm becoming and, right. and sharing that. And right. it's the good, it's the bad, it's the ugly, it's, it's all of it, right? Because yeah. it's not – a lot of times we see a final product, especially on Instagram, right? Yeah. Um, we have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. So what I'm doing is I'm trying to share all these concepts, but not as an expert. I like to have conversations with people and I have, I have discussion groups and we sit there and we talk about purpose because yeah. my definition of purpose might be different than yours, but why don't we bring all these different minds together and we walk away with a common understanding and an action plan. So what I see as, as my role, as my yeah. ripple, is, yeah. is to actually share so many of these concepts. And that's, that's why I publish things. And you know, whether it's the books or podcasts or anything else, I'm, I'm always free to talk about these things. Um, mm-hmm. the, the other thing as well is that I found really that getting people to walk away from comparing themselves and looking for role models is extremely important. So one of the things I've, I've been talking a lot about is I've been asking people when they reach out to me and they're like, I don't know what to do. Mm. Mm. I, it, my role is not to say, oh, come work with me. Yeah. My role, my role a lot of times is to say, Who's somebody you admire? And they'll tell me. And then I say, what would they do in this situation? Mm. And that helps them realize that, you know what? They do have the answers inside them. Mm. So I try to, I attempt, I don't like the word try. Sometimes I do say try, but I think attempt is a better word because try, we have equated with all the excuses, right? So attempt is more positive in my opinion. But Make a serious effort make a serious effort. Exactly. I, I attempt to give people some tools where they yeah. can do it on their own. And that, that's why a lot of my posts and so forth are, are written with questions to ask yourself or something like that, because we have it inside us. We actually all have answers inside us. So I see people walking away from interactions with you and those conversations with you all with customized solutions for themselves, made by themselves. Because yeah. you're not insisting and you're not saying this is the right way. You're saying what works for you. And then they choose. My, my way cannot be the right yeah. way. Yeah. Because you're different than I am. Yeah. My way is an example, but my role is to help bring your focus internal. Yeah, turn your own light towards yourself. Robert, yeah. this has been fabulous, 30 minutes. I mean, the 30 minutes went by like that. And uh, would you like to uh, 
talk about something that I should have asked you in the last 25, 30 minutes? No, I think we were, we were definitely very thorough in terms of what we were talking about. You know, you can take all of those, those different areas, whether it's impermanence, whether it's resilience, uh, purpose, gratitude, perspective. What, one of the things I, I will say, and it's something I read somewhere along the line, is, you know, a lot of times we hold on to what we know right. so tightly that we can never grab anything that's new. So curiosity, which is something we didn't talk about, but I would like to throw out there for people, our curiosity and our imagination are amazing tools. There's nothing wrong with having an adult imagine, daydream, be curious about things because it broadens the field of what's possible. And that's Mm. part of, in the book Possibility in Action, one of the tools Mm. is curiosity and what I call a compass of curiosity, which asks you to think about how you're showing up during the day and are you being open? Mm. Be curious about what's possible. And and think about Tarzan, right? He he has to let go of the vine to grab the next vine or he's just going to be hanging in the forest. You won't believe it. All through this conversation, when you said that, uh, when you hold your hands too tight and you can't open it, I was thinking I've heard a fable of that sort somewhere about a monkey and a bunch of nuts or a mon- monkey with his hand in a coconut inside. That's the fable, right? That's and the it's fable, quite yeah. Similar, it's quite similar to a, a glass of half water, you know, the possibility glass. So, yeah, you're right. You're right. If you don't, surrender branch one you're not going to be on branch two of your choice that's your choice exactly yeah yeah yeah. whether it's high or low it doesn't matter it could be a different tree robert fabulous would you like to invite my guests to anything that you're you know putting together in the coming months oh sure um the best thing to do would go to be to go to my website robertparty.com yeah yeah but um i one, I've started hosting retreats here in Italy, so yeah. they're pers- personal growth retreats. One, the one in November is already full, yeah. but the one in April is, I just announced it yesterday, the dates. It's in Puglia. It's one week. Yeah. Uh, also, I have started a conversation group based on the book Possibility in Action, but you don't have to own the book, where we sit down. It's only for 10 people. I just opened it, and we sit down and we talk about purpose. And we will talk about um, a toll booth because every day we're confronted with a toll booth in our life. We're yeah. actually spending our time, energy, resources. Do we still want to be on that road? Do we want to pay that toll? Should we get off the exit? So we talk about these different ideas. Uh, so that I've launched as well. That's also on my web- website. It's called A Musing Conversation because of my book, Possibility of Action. 52 stories are called musings. Right. All right. Thank you. So it's there. I Thank saw you. That, I saw that invitation and I saw November sold out and April's open just for eight people. So thank you very much, Robert. This has sure. been absolutely wonderful. And uh, after I kind of digest this whole conversation, one more time, I'm going to call upon you for a second interview. If that's okay. Raju, that would be fantastic. My pleasure. There you go. I hope you enjoyed the Sage and Guide podcast. 
And if it was helpful to you, the most helpful thing you can do is leave a review below and then like and share it with your friends. Your reviews and your sharing will keep this podcast alive and going. It has been a pleasure talking to you. My name is Ranju Mandian. I'm a speaker, trainer, coach based in the Philippines. And if you ever need my services, please look me up at www.mandian.com. I'm also available on LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube. Other than that, adios and mabuhay.